All right, everyone. Welcome. My name is Barnaby. I'm here with my wife, Christine, here. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, give it up for her. She's amazing. Uh, we're from the Bay Area, so it was only like a four and a half hour drive here, but it was so worth it. Um, we're so excited to be here with you guys. Um, this workshop, we're going to basically share with you some, some practical tools for how you can be a witness of the gospel in your school. Um, but I really want you guys to leave with this uh, encouragement that you guys can do this, okay? And it's not because you're awesome, um, but I'm sure you are, but it's because our God is awesome. And, and God has given us his spirit, and he's given us his son. He's literally given us everything we need to start living as lights of the gospel in this dark world. I remember when I was in high school, I used to think like, yeah, I'll be like a real Christian later. I don't know if you've ever thought that, but I hope you throw that thought away from your mind by the end of this seminar. So let's just get a little poll here. Who here goes to public school? Oh, awesome. Most of you. All right. What about private school? Great. And homeschool? Do we have any homeschool people? Awesome. Thank you for being here. Well, whatever school you go to, I want to let you know you're in the right place. Some of this might sound like it won't apply to you if you're in private or homeschool, but there are ways for you to still be involved and help out. All right. Uh, we're going to talk about how you can proclaim the gospel clearly. We're going to actually go through like a, like a three-step how to do that, and then we're going to do some practice. We're going to talk about outreach events at your school, and then I'm going to present to you guys three really simple challenges that you can take up to share your faith this school year. But before we go there, let's just talk about the why. Why is it so important for us or you guys as high school students to share the gospel in your school? Let me, let me hear what you guys think about why this is important. Yeah, go for it. Yeah, people are going through a lot, right? Yeah, thank you. Right here? So people can be saved, right? You know, if the Bible says if, if we don't preach the gospel, how are we expecting people to respond in faith and be saved, right? Um, Hannah? That's a great point. Yeah, thank you. Let's hear one more. Yeah, go for it. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Yes, we believe Jesus is the only hope for this world, right? Do we really believe that, right? I'm sure you guys know, like, your generation is dealing with a mental health crisis, right? Like, who knows someone who's struggling with depression, anxiety, and suicidal thoughts? Like, all of us, right? And we have to ask ourselves this question, like, as Christians, do we really believe Jesus is the solution to that? Or are we, like, even doubting that Jesus can redeem that? You know, and I think even if that was the only thing people were dealing with, there's enough reason for us to step forward and share the gospel at school. 
everything that we talked about here, these are all like physical evidence and things we can see of, a, of the same spiritual problem, right? We were created to be in relationship with God. We were created to worship him and him alone, but we've all deviated from that. And I believe that if you're here, you know, it's not an accident. I'm, I believe you want to make a difference, and I want to I commend you for that, and I want you to know that even if you have no idea how you can make a difference, that you're not alone, and not only are, do we exist for students like you, but there's people in your life, maybe even they're here in the room with you right now, like your youth pastor or uh, your parent, and they want to help you, okay? So what can, what can we do? Uh, we as Decision Point, just to give a little brief introduction to our ministry, we've been around for 20 years. We started in the Los Angeles area, and we've helped over 500 students nationwide at 500 different schools proclaim the gospel to their peers and actually see students give their life to Christ. And I want you to know that God can use you. He's shown that he can use any kind of student, even if you feel like, hey, I'm an introvert, I can't do this. No, you can do this. You know, even if you feel like, hey, I'm the only Christian at my school, it's like, you can do this. And that might be all the more reason why you should do it, right? Let me share with you about a student named Jackson, who's, you know, in many ways just like you. He's a student in Chicago. He was at Richards High School. He saw a big problem in his school, right? There's a lot of gang violence. There's a lot of drug abuse. He decided to start a Christian club, and he reached out to us uh, for support. So we coached him on how to share his faith and host gospel outreach, not just one, but a week of gospel outreach. And over 270 students showed up to hear about Jesus from dynamic speakers, and they gave out free Chick-fil-A sponsored by churches in his area. They gave out Bibles and gospel tracts, and dozens of students accepted Christ. But I want to focus in on one particular friend of Jackson, who Jackson had been praying for. His name was Muhammad. He came up the last day of the outreach week during the altar call and gave his life to Christ. The interesting thing about Muhammad is he grew up in a Muslim background, and he said to Jackson, I'm not a Muslim anymore. I've decided to follow Jesus. Now Muhammad is reading through his Bible every day, and he's experienced the joy of knowing Jesus and the love that only comes through Christ. And I want to share this. This is so cool. Uh, Muhammad's being public in his faith, even on his social media. So this is a post that Muhammad uh, posted. Let me read it for you. I might be standing right in the way here. He said, God, thank you for making a way for me to have a relationship with you. Show me how I can spend intentional time with knowing you. In Jesus' name, amen. Right? Amazing. Let's give it up to the Lord. Right? You might think like God's not working in your school because it's such a dark place, but God is in the business of shining the light into the darkest of places, and God can use you. Once again, get this message. God can use you. All you need is a willing heart. Right? God doesn't look for those who consider themselves qualified. God qualifies those who are obedient and faithful. He gives them everything they need. Now, if you're really here, sitting here thinking, yes, maybe other students can do that, but I can't, here are some verses for you. I'm not going to read them, but just look through them, right? Ephesians 3.20 just reminds us that God is able, right? In Matthew 28, verse 18 to 20, at the end of the Great Commission, Jesus says, I am with you always, right? Do we really believe that? In 1 Timothy 4.12, we're reminded that no matter how young you are, God can use you. Now, you might be convinced God can use me, but you might be thinking, this guy Barnaby is asking me to do some illegal stuff, 
right? And I want to encourage you that this is 100% legal. Everything I'm talking to you about is 100% legal in public schools. And there's two key laws I'm going to go over briefly. If you want to take some notes in your worksheet, uh, feel free to do that or your own notebook. The first is the First Amendment. It's a part of our Constitution. And the second um, legal opportunity we have is through the Equal Access Act, which is also a federal law. So let's talk about the First Amendment real quick. Um, this is the first. This is the amendment about the freedom of speech, and free speech is not just a spoken word, but also written word as well. So, as an individual, you as a Christian, you're allowed to talk to your friends about Jesus. You're allowed to pray at school, even out loud. You're allowed to pass out Bibles. You're allowed to give out gospel booklets. You're allowed to do all these things, as long as they're not during instructional time. So, anytime outside of class. So that could be before school. During breaks and after school, yes. If it's a public school. It's, it, I'm sorry, but that's wrong. <laughs> it's, it is legal. Yeah, I mean, I mean, we have Kaya here. Kaya is a student that we've worked with through partnering with her coach and her church. Kaya, have you led outreaches at a public school during lunchtime? So many times. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and, and it was 100% legal, right? Yeah. Yeah, and another thing I want to encourage you about, this isn't part of the presentation, but we actually are partnered with a Christian law firm called the Pacific Justice Institute, and they will provide legal support for any Christian student or Christian club when they face opposition from their school, all for the high price of $1, okay? So you guys have that support, and we'll love to connect you with them as well. But thank you for asking that question. I'm going to continue on here. You can, uh, you can do all those things as long as they're not disrupting instructional periods. That, that's the way the law is set up. The second thing I want to talk about is the Equal Access Act, and this this is a, a law that applies to Christian, Christian groups, but really just any student group in general. And what the Equal Access Act says is basically any student group on campus needs to be given the same access to school facilities and resources as every other club. So what that means is that if you have uh, the Gay Straight Alliance at your school and they have a guest speaker come and speak in the gym, well, guess what? Not only the Christian club... But every other club in the school is allowed to do the same exact thing. And the other part of the Equal Access Act is it doesn't say that, it, like, the only way that you can't do an outreach like that during lunch is if your school prohibits all clubs from doing outreach. And this is really cool because you can actually be a gatekeeper, a gate opener for your entire church. Like, your youth pastor can't come to your school and just start talking to people about Jesus, they'll be escorted off campus. That's illegal. But here's the thing. If you have a Christian club, and you invite your youth pastor to a Christian club event, you can reserve the gym or the theater. You can invite students to come. It's a free will assembly, so you're not forcing anyone to be there. And your youth pastor can present the gospel. They can even do an altar call or an invitation to respond, and it's 100% legal. And they wouldn't be able to do that without you playing your role as a Christian club leader. So I want us to just ask and imagine this question right now. You can close your eyes if, you're, if you like to close your eyes and visualize things. I do that sometimes. 
what if God used you, right? What if he used you to reach your closest friends who don't know Jesus? What if he used you to reach your classmates? What if he used you to reach your entire school? We've seen teachers come to faith because of what the Christian club is doing. We've seen a principal give their life to Christ at a Christian club outreach event. Now, I want you to, as, you, as we think about this, I want you to realize the time is now. The time is now. Like high school, you might be a freshman. You're thinking, hey, I have four years. Like that, those four years are going to fly by, right? The time is now. God has given you an incredible opportunity of influence, and you can leverage it for his kingdom, and you can have eternal impact, right? Look at the people at your school and ask yourself, do I want to see these people in heaven? Like, at the end of the day, that's what it comes down to, right? Do I want to see these people in heaven? Their eternity's at stake. How can I stay silent? I want to share this video with you guys that shows what outreaches in your schools could look like. And I want you to visualize, you know, what if this could happen at my school? And if you're a homeschool student, you can actually pr participate in Christian clubs uh, at the local public school that you're a part of. If you're at a private school, you can also host Christian clubs. There just might be some different rules at your school about it. But I want us to just try visualizing what this could look like in our school. So let's turn our attention to the screen. Sharing the gospel at, at Sienega is something I feel like to do because um, I really feel just this darkness at the school. I feel like just this light in this, in this dark room. It's hurting so bad, and students don't even know. They don't know how wonderful Jesus is, and that's what I hope to tell them and bring them the good news. I really want my peers to know just like the sacrifice that Jesus made for us, and just how much God loves us and unconditionally, because it's such like just a broken world, and people feel so unloved and feel the need to um, just be fake and like gain people's favor by like, following the crowd. And there's something so much better if they just pursue Jesus and just give them hope in their lives. You may be the only Christian that they've talked to ever or that has really been intentional with them. It's really cool to see um, the fruits of like what happens at these outreach weeks. Uh, we've seen uh, probably hundreds if not thousands of people hear the gospel at our school. A lot of students who are not only coming for the food but they're coming to hear what the speakers are talking about. We got to partner with some really cool pastors throughout the week that came in to do rallies at these schools. So they came in and they spoke on the gospel. Some of them shared their testimonies. At, our, at my home church we're told all the time that high school is the biggest mission field in the world and I really get to see that with all the hurt and broken students on our campus and for me this has helped me because it's helped equip me with the tools that I that I'm gonna need. Especially during Outreach Week you really have to step outside of your comfort zone. It's just really helped me to be more bold and confident in my faith everywhere that I go. I could never imagine like having such a cool like event that like so many students are going to and hearing about God. All of a sudden the pages of scripture become alive to them. Now it's not just a, a distant story in the past and that would be nice if it happened today, but they get to see God experience in miraculous ways right in second period at their school. It's amazing. I hope you guys wrote down some things about what stood out to you, and, and hopefully you can start to visualize what the potential is at your school. And um, 
as we talked about at the end there, and I'll get to this later when we talk about our response cards, but we would love to connect with you guys and see how we can offer you support and maybe partner with your church so that you can lead these kind of outreaches at your school. But I'm just going to zip on here, uh, and I want to talk about three challenges that I want to present to you guys today for how you can share the gospel this school year. The first is the Pray 5 Challenge. Okay, sorry, I'll take questions at the end. Pray 5 Challenge, and the Pray 5 Challenge is... Um, simply a prayer challenge for praying for five people that don't know Jesus in your life for five minutes each day for five weeks. Okay, Everything we do for the Lord begins in prayer. So let's ask the Lord to work in their hearts. And when you pray for people who don't know Jesus, it does an amazing thing on your heart as well. The second challenge is the Give God's Word challenge. And it's in the title already, Give Out God's Word, right? We've already covered that in the First Amendment, whether you have a club or not. You can share the Word of God with others. And what a powerful thing to put the living Word of God in the hands of a nonbeliever. And the third is a witnessing challenge. And we're going to spend a little bit of time about what it looks like to go and witness, to actually start conversations about Jesus. So I'm going to go ahead and skip over to the Go Witness Challenge. Now, you might have heard this phrase before. Share the gospel, and if necessary, use words. And it sounds really cool and profound, but it's not biblical, okay? Here's the thing. Jesus was the best guy ever, quite literally, right? Can we agree that Jesus was the best guy ever? If his actions were enough, why was he preaching the gospel, right? Yes, we should do the best to embody um, the Christian life and the, the example of Christ, but we actually need to speak truth into people's lives. So here are five um, easy ways or five easy steps to proclaim the gospel to another, another person. Number one, prepare for the conversation. Two, begin the conversation. Number three, share the gospel. Number four, invite them to respond and prepare for follow-up. I'm going to focus a little bit more on those first three steps because that's usually where we get where we get held up. Okay, so first, preparing for the conversation. Once again, this begins in prayer. Pray for the students. Uh, pray for your family members. Pray for your neighbors who don't know Jesus. Right? And then pray for your own heart. Pray that God really gives you confidence in the gospel. Let's be honest. Sometimes when we're getting ready to talk to someone about Jesus, we have to remind ourselves, like, do I really believe this? Do I really believe that this person's life can be eternally changed if they respond in faith. And then pray against any fears that you might have because the Bible tells us that God did not give us a spirit of fear. He gave us a spirit of power, love, and self-control. Number two, begin the conversation, okay? And beginning the conversation can be quite simple, all right? If it's someone that uh, you don't know, literally just introduce yourself to them like this. Excuse me. Can I get one here? Hi, I'm Barnaby. What's your name? Devin. Devin. Nice to meet you, Devin. I introduced myself. That was pretty easy, right? Yeah, we all know how to do that. All right, number two, you're going to ask um, a transition question. And that transition question can be a variety of things. But basically, you don't want to do a bait and switch, right? Who here likes a bait and switch? Right? None of us. We don't like it. So here, here's what my transition question would be. Hey, Devin, it's great to meet you. Today, I'm actually just going around talking to people uh, about God and spirituality, and I would love to hear your thoughts on that. Do you have a few minutes to talk? Yeah, right? 
really simple. I'm making it clear. I want to talk about spiritual realities. I want to talk about God, and I want to hear what she has to say first. Okay, and then the next thing you could do is ask, uh, or actually the next thing you do is just listen, right? Just be quiet. Listen, let them talk. Don't interrupt. And then you can ask a permission question. So let's pretend Devin just told me everything she believes. And then I say, hey, Devin, that was really great. Thank you for sharing that with me. Do you mind if I share with you what I believe about God? Great. She gave me the green light. So now I have her permission to present the full gospel to her. All right. I want you guys to write down in your worksheets a transition question and a permission question. The transition question is just how do you go from introducing yourself to making the con- framing the conversation about God and asking for that person's thoughts and reflections. And then the permission question is simply, hey, I've listened to you talk, which was awesome. Can I share with you what I believe to be true? And then you share the gospel. All right, when you share the gospel, here are four simple points for you to share. Number one, God. Right? We got to start with God. God created us to know him personally. He loves us and wants to be in relationship with us. Number two, our condition. We are sinful and separated from God. All have sinned and fall short of God's glory. We are all in need of forgiveness, and we are subject to God's judgment unless we have a solution. And that brings us to the solution number three, Christ, God's only provision for salvation. He did not leave us alone in our sin. He made a way. He sent his only son to die on the cross to pay for our sins, and he rose from the dead, defeating evil. Apart from Jesus, we're all guilty, but in Christ, we have truth and eternal life. And fourth, our response. We must individually receive Jesus Christ as Savior and Lord in order to be saved. And what's helpful for me here is a simple A, B, C. We need to admit we're a sinner in need of a Savior. We need to believe in Jesus, who he is and what he did. And we must see, confess him as Lord over our life. That means he's our master. That means we don't belong to ourselves anymore. And the Bible tells us that if we believe in our heart and confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord, that we'll be saved. That, like, anybody can be saved. It doesn't matter how bad you think you are, right? That's the good news. Now, how many of you guys feel like that's, that's hard? That's pretty tough, right? Well, the great thing is that we have these things called gospel booklets that literally break it down for us. So if you look in your packet, you have a black booklet that says meant for more. And each of these four points are laid out very clearly. And I want to ask this question seriously. How many of you guys can read in this room? Okay. Now, here's the truth. If you could read, you could share the gospel. All right? The gospel booklet isn't a necessary tool, but it helps to make sure you don't leave anything really important out. And after the four points, the booklet actually has a response portion where you can actually um, guide the person to what it looks like to pray for the first time. There's also a QR code at the end. If they have any further questions, they can go to our website and have a, a live chat with a, with a Christian 24-7. So with our last few minutes here, um, there's just two things I want to do. One, I want you to practice with the person next to you, just starting the conversation, 
asking your transition question and your permission question, okay? You guys all have those? The transition question is, hey, I want to talk to you about God. Do you have a few minutes? Something like that. And the permission question is, thank you for sharing. Can I share with you what I believe? Okay? So let's, tr- let's just turn to our name. Let's practice that for 30 seconds. It shouldn't take too long just to go through those two questions. Elliot, you want to practice with Robbie? You guys are solo. Yeah. All right, if you haven't switched yet, switch, switch partners. gather back together. Let's gather back together here. Hopefully, hopefully that was helpful for you guys. I want you guys to know that that's actually what I think is the hardest part of sharing the gospel is just starting the conversation. And then once you get that permission question, you can whip out that gospel booklet and just sit down next to them and read through it together. You don't need to be creative, but you can, but you don't have to. And you can share the gospel and leave the booklet with them. All right, we're here at the end of the workshop, and I want you guys to actually take up these three challenges. I want you to consider joining the movement of students across the nation proclaiming the gospel at their schools. You know, like I said, we've been working with students across this nation. We actually believe that we're seeing your generation uh, of Christian leaders rise up and realize, hey, my school, my peers need the gospel. They need the truth, and I want to step up and do it. So in your response cards, you know, there's two checkboxes in the middle. I want to ask you, will you say yes to taking these three challenges this year? Will you give God's word to your friends? Will you pray for five friends to know Jesus? And will you go and actually start gospel conversations with people, whether they're your friends or not? And then secondly, uh, this is a, a, a kind of a bigger challenge, if I would say, just because it's a, it's a larger commitment. I would say, will you say yes to leading outreach at your school as a Christian club leader? You know, if you don't have a Christian club at your school, we'll love to help you get started. If there is a Christian club at your school, we'd love to help you, like, communicate with them to see if they want to partner with your church and with us. But will you actually step forward and lead large-scale outreach at your school? I want to give you a few moments to just uh, fill out that response card and just share with you um, just some of the resources that we have prepared because we want to do whatever we can to help you guys share the gospel. So we have a student leader guide that has a plan for the entire year, a student leader action plan, which is basically a checklist for how you can run your club uh, most effectively. We have a bunch of training videos online, including the legal rights training, so you could train your entire youth group or your entire club on their legal rights, and we'll even mail you a starter kit with a free t-shirt in case you didn't get one earlier today. So that's the end of uh, this time. If you want to stick around and ask me a few questions, I know we had one earlier. I'd love to help you answer that. 
but definitely make your way to the second uh, workshop as well. Thank you guys for being here. If you're here as a youth pastor, we have a separate response card for you because we love to connect with you and see how we can help your youth ministry incorporate this kind of campus outreach into your, into your uh, ministry. Um, and we have a handout for church leaders as well. So thank you guys so much. God bless you. <laughs>